Welcome back, family, to the Back Issue Book Club podcast for episode number seven. Cool. Yes, seven. We're getting these done. I love it. Uh, I'm Greg. That's Rich. I'm Rich. <laughs> He's uh, Greg. <laughs> Rich, real quick, you had a story. Yeah, uh, and, and this is not going to have a visual <laughs> on the podcast as it will for the video. So if you'd like to see a, vi- a picture of it, make sure you switch onto YouTube and just check out the video for this. Yeah, we had a little fun here at the Ohana household this morning. Uh-huh. Um, I got up a little earlier. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, and I like to listen with my headphones. So this way it's stereo and no outside interference noise. And a little later on, when, uh, Mrs. Ohana wakes up. She comes out of the bedroom and looks like over my head into the breakfast nook in the kitchen. Is that a bird? Oh, no. What? But I bear in mind that there are windows behind it, you know, so I'm thinking she's talking about the yard. She goes, is there a bird in the house? I'm like, what? What do you mean, is there a bird in the house? She goes, is there a bird in the house? I'm like, what? She goes, no, it's, no, that that bird's inside the house. I'm like, what are you talking about? I get up, I turn around, I see, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, birds in the house are wild. So now we've got to chase this bird around the house. And we've got this little tiny butterfly net on a pole about this long and we have cathedral ceilings oh <laughs> yeah and you know like he finds every light fixture that's hanging down with a chain he just hangs on those so like look the only thing we could do is just keep chasing him around with the long extension pole duster that we use until he gets too tired to stay aloft <laughs> yeah uh, we finally got him down to the floor and boom catch him and you know there's a picture of Mrs. O'Hana proudly showing off her <laughs> Bounty. Your <laughs> bounty, yes. Which, by the way, we slid underneath it, another use for it, a Gemini mailer. <laughs> ah, to like we, keep it closed. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what, we, that's what the cardboard is on the top, a Gemini mailer. I grabbed the nearest piece of cardboard. They're all over the place. So <laughs> out into the backyard, at which point now the dogs are like, oh, what do you have? Like, you know, we have three dogs and apparently none of them are bird dogs because they're like, they're watching us chase this thing like, you know, I don't think that belongs in here. <laughs> Two of them are laying down in the bed, and Boo Bear, of course, is standing under our feet like, I've been trying to catch him for years. You ain't going to get him. <laughs> Useless. That's funny. Well, I'm glad you got it. Uh, so uh, that's my story <laughs> of being super nice and pleasant and everything. And then I go and I read Lobo's Paramilitary Christmas. <laughs> trying to get in touch with you all day who are you oh i'm sorry my card the name's lobo that's l as in lacerate o as in obliterate b as in disembowel and o as in uh i guess i can use obliterate twice huh what do you think yes uh what the heck man (laughs) it's what i thought it uh, i mean it was in the same ballpark as what I thought it would be, because I said I'm ready for a raucous time at the end of the last podcast, and it delivered and more, I think. Look, to me, it was like if the creator of Itchy and Scratchy and Deadpool had a kid, it would be Lobo. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good... Hey, what the heck? I mean, like, this is like cool and Howard the Duck at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd... Please let us know in the comments. This is the first Lobo I've ever read. If you've read this and other Lobo, is this how the flavor of Lobo comics goes? I think so. 
I know Keith Giffen, the guy who's who did their main writing for it, was a co-creator of Lobo, and I I believe he's what most people point to as like he had a run in Lo- on Lobo, so I think his run is sort of what the, the standard the de- defining, yeah. Okay. Um, so I assume since he was doing this one, it would be very similar. Okay. Um, you definitely have to be in the right mindset to read this. And I don't know if when you're in your Christmas spirit, it works. <laughs> Maybe after trying to deal with crowds shopping, I would want to read a Lobo. But <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to go, you don't want to read that before you go shopping because then you might have ideas. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it starts off like very. <laughs> Very normal, quote unquote, you know, on that first panel, it says everybody's, you know, sharing gifts and listening to Bing Crosby albums and mm-hmm. even on other planets. Yeah, which <laughs> I was like, okay, radio signal must be really good. They got a couple of satellites outside, get any, get reception from anything within about 400 million light years. Yep, it's the same technology as the MCU has. <laughs> uh, those... Those like the that mother and father were very ugly, and oh, like yeah. hard to look at and almost. I don't like ten kids. Oh no, no, I wouldn't have been able to do it. That would have been the end of my species if I had to procreate with that. <laughs> well, that and like they're they're openly talking about just murdering their kids before their kids murder them. Yeah, but that's weird. I don't know. I mean. Man, I mean, I've seen some like really spoiled kids that don't get what they want uh, here on Earth, but wow, they really didn't listen very hard to those Bing Crosby albums. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was a point where they were like, "All right, well, there's not much we can do," and the father opens like the gun safe and like cocks the the rifle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" And am I supposed to read Lobo with a British accent or like a Cockney accent? Like the voice of Lobo? Yeah. No. Well, every incarnation I've seen has been like, Lobo's the main man, baby. Like that kind of. Yeah. Uh, to me, it just sounded, I was almost reading it like uh, almost uh, low-class British. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do they mean by, they said rigging toilet breaks. And that's why he got fired. Uh, I'm assuming that in the factory that he worked on another galaxy or another planet or whatever, uh, toilet breaks are regulated. You can't just go to the bathroom when you want. So there might be a break at say nine fifteen, oh, really? two o'clock, um, which I think they used to do here before unions. Wow. And it's now they just call them coffee breaks. But, um, if you're like, look, I, if I gotta go, I gotta go. So maybe my play games with the time clock and get some extra time in the bathroom. <laughs> I see. Okay. That makes sense. Cause the next line he was like, Hey, uh, guys got to take a dump or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it'd be like rigging coffee breaks. Gotcha. But back then it was, you know, and in their universe, it's toilet breaks. Yeah. They got to go. <laughs> and then when they said they had like 10 kids, I was like, dude, I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like if we're ever looking at another planet's, intelligent life they're more advanced than humanity is but it's probably not the case because i was like man have you ever heard of contraception because he was just like it's not my fault i just wanted to get laid a lot that's why we have 10 kids 
Well, if we're looking at another planet's, um, let's just assume that another uh, species comes here and they look at human beings, what would be the next evolved species? Behind humans? Yeah. I guess like gorillas or something. Okay, so maybe on that planet, there's another species above them, and they are the equivalent of gorillas. Maybe. I mean, we're not we're not saying that on their planet they are the pinnacle. I mean, they're the ones that have to wait to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I feel like if they had, yeah, maybe they just don't have access to it. Anyway, I didn't think I would be breaking it down this <laughs> contraception this much. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, if I were in charge of that factory, I would try to eliminate the bathroom breaks altogether and just drill a hole underneath each employee. Just go when you need to. Oh my God! Merry Christmas! Jeez. I get more work. They get to go to the bathroom whenever they want. <laughs> it's a win-win. Win-win. I liked how they said uh, "jolly my butt," <laughs> but then they show like bodily mutilation across it and they can't say the word ass <laughs> yeah i don't understand I mean, and there's so many warnings in the in on the title and in, i had to read the entire introduction yeah <laughs> for the book <laughs> yeah the uh the the when the, so when they decide to do that at the last second before they go kill the kids a book like lands on their front door yeah and that first page is like basically the title and info for the book yeah, and at the, are your kids pl- planning on killing you because you don't have Christmas presents? <laughs> right, and at the very bottom, it talks about like the actual creators, as if they were part yep. of that uh, story. And then at one point, the wife is like, Re- "Read that, read that bottom part again." And he was like, "A Re- public service brought to you by Keith Giffen." No, not that part. The the the, the <laughs> warranty or whatever. Yeah, that's funny. But it's funny because I mean, as the story proceeded. I forgot that it was the story in the book. <laughs> I actually just started reading it like this is an adventure of Lobo. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> until It wasn't until the very end when they're like, oh, this thing is amazing. I'm like, oh, that's right. They're reading this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Great point. Uh, um, so, But the storyline of... Santa being an evil dictator who's nice once a year and has a great PR department. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it, I thought it was a funny little nod to, I guess, Iron Butterfly when they're when they're in the Lobos in the bar and he's like, "Where's where's this guy I'm supposed to be meeting?" And he's like, "In in in the back, in in the booth, in the God of the Vida." <laughs> I had to read that twice. Like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that was. I mean, this comic book was. I don't think I've eye rolled as many times as I have <laughs> reading a comic book ever. That's fair. That's fair. But I enjoyed it. That was the, the bottom line. So. Yeah, and we got to see the space dolphins on that one what? page. Did you see that? I saw dolphins, but I didn't. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Dolphins. So I know that. Lobo has a fondness for space dolphins. It's dolphins that just fly through space, and he okay. he like feeds them and cares for them. It's like the only thing he cares about other than his. See, you know a lot more about Lobo than me. I didn't even realize that they were a character. Yeah, for all I knew, that was a, a mobile or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have liked to see the presents that he asked for and didn't get. That made him pissed off at Santa. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. What what did Lobo as a kid want? <laughs> I know as a kid or frickin at least shark with freaking laser beams. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, I loved the part where once he was in there, 
and they were all like surrounding him with their mm-hmm. guns. He was like, "Come on down here, and I'll show you what else candy canes are good for." Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> sacrilege! <And> the, <laughs> yeah, the elf was like, oh, "Sacrilege!" <laughs> the other one's like, "Mitchell, don't worry. He's just trying to rile you up." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, what was it? The other one's like, uh, uh, "Claw." Uh, Clive, find out what's going on down there. Roger that. Find out what's going on down there, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Your name is Roger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Don't call me Shirley. Exactly. <laughs> it was very like uh, Mel Brooks naked gun kind of style <laughs> stuff for a little bit there. Um, and then they, they shoot, and they're all just pop cap guns that are- Which is exactly right, because they're, you know, they're, they're not manufacturing real guns at the North Pole. Right. They're toy guns. And another side thing is if you actually had that many armed elves led by one guy that they hated, don't you think they would have all shot him by now? Yes. <laughs> there would have been an uprising. But then his, his, the line that he says right after that is like, he says something, something, and then he calls them unnatural dwarf geek suckers. Yeah. And he just starts destroying them. But the music he sings while he's destroying them is funny. Uh, to two different songs. Uh, one is what? Hi ho, hi ho. Yeah. Oh, wrong dwarves. Okay, and then he switches over to a Christmas song. Yeah. And that dog. I want that dog. <laughs> yeah. Bite the head off of, off one of the uh, one of the elves, and then just farts out a green noxious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just hangs around. He says apparently it's not even really his dog. Now there's one frame in there that I I looked at it and I went. That actually disproves every other time I've seen something like this. And it's accurate. And I like that. Okay. The scene where he blows off the head completely off one of the elves. And you see all the organs underneath. Yes, I'm looking at it. You think of every decapitation you've ever seen in movies. I know this is morbid. I'm sorry, but hang in here. (laughs) All you usually see is it almost looks like a a ham (laughs) with the the white circle of the spine and maybe a couple of you know, squirts of blood. But you think of like those mason jars where people preserve fruits and vegetables. The head is the cap. You open it up and all those fruits and vegetables should be visible or even pouring out. If I were to remove this entire part, that should be where the organs can just pour right out. Uh, It looks like his chest is open too. So. Okay. But I mean, yeah, part, but I I thought the shot kind of looked, well, Basically, what I'm saying is that every time you've seen a decapitation where it just looks like a clean red with a white circle and yeah. a couple little squirt squirts, like it's, I don't think it, like yeah. it's almost like frozen or something. Yeah, like it's just solid muscle, and there's a lot going on right here below the neckline. Um, I've checked it out. Uh, <laughs> to, that is that would not encapsulate everything that's underneath it. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's not all just it's not just muscles there. You've got the muscles coming along the side of your neck going up, holding your head in place, but it doesn't run through your neck. <laughs> no. And then if you're a guy, you got like the Adam's apple and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've got Rich's stamp of anatomical approval. <laughs> um Man, that guy's morbid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after after he, you know, wipes out all the elves, he uh he comes up, he's like, Man, where's Where's Fats? I like that nickname. Yeah. Fats. And he, he comes to a door and it says authorized personnel only. And he's like, oh, guess that means me. And he just kicks it open. What year was this book uh, written in? 92. And 
what year? Well, I know it was a lot more recent. Wasn't it like two years ago that there was a um, a Mel Brooks playing Santa Claus battle at the North Pole type of thing? I wonder if the guy that wrote that read this book. <laughs> it was like a Netflix movie or something. Oh, I never. Oh, the Hebrew Hammer. No. Oh God, no. That's not it. <laughs> oh, not Mel Brooks. Oh my God. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. That's what I meant. Oh. You know I suck with names. At least I had the right first one for a change. I've never heard of this. What's the wow, name? Walton Goggins? Uh, Fat Man. There you go. 2020. Two years ago. Hey, I, I, okay. Huh, maybe. <laughs> well, he had to do something to get back into... Uh... Wow, I went from Mel Brooks to Mel Gibson. <laughs> I'm sure Mel Brooks leave would not at, be uh, happy leave it, that uh, I was... Leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Brooks would not be happy with the comparison. How about I just say that, okay? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, what is? Uh, I liked how they treated Santa as like this, like mob boss. Like when you yep. first meet him, he's like, uh, "Who's hiding, Hotshot?" And then it's, the 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 picture is like behind him with the big cigar. Yeah, like kind such of a me of like kingpin a little bit there. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> but why is there a giant gorilla living with him? Uh, for the same reason that Lobo has a dog. They have a pet. Oh. I was expecting the, the gorilla to start fighting the dog, actually. Like, you know, on a side battle. The undercard. <laughs> that would have made sense. But uh, I think the gorilla would have won that one. Uh, yeah. I think so, too. Uh, Santa got a shot in. Got a good good lick on his Lobo's chin. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. Yeah. The, I, I knew the, the, the fight was going to go definitely in Lobo's favor when Santa's eyeball shot across the room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you have to remember me reading this. I, I did it for the good of the land because this is gross. This is a morbid fight or morbid book. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that's right up my alley. So <laughs> yes, and did then pick this one for me. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, I want, and then right after you see his eye like hanging out, he's like, oh, uh, maybe we can make a deal. And Lobo's like, sounds cool, but Bunny's already paid for you. <laughs> yeah. Not soon after that, or right in the next panel, he just decapitates him. Well, the Penguins decide not to go back to the South Pole. They say, let's just stay here because this guy is cool. I want to follow him. That's uh, right. the, the elves are very, very happy that they've been liberated. The uh, gorilla decides to help with the, the stuff that also. The, Lobo finds the naughty list and the nice list. Realizing that the naughty list is everybody that's a competition and nice list of people that are going to be fighting against him in the future. So instead of making toys, let's make bombs and kill everybody on both lists. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the missile heads and shit. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Rudolph decides to be nice and say, I don't want to lead that sleigh. Bam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. I love the other uh, the other reindeer. <laughs> all right. We got we got a lot of work to do. And the one reindeer's like, we? We and the other one's like, shut up! You not like life? Are you tired of living? <laughs> Are you tired of living? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And what did he? What did he yell to the? Call them as they were taking off. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. Yeehaw! On Fragger, on Bastich, on uh, Scuzzball. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely uh, as much over the top as you could possibly be, but it was fun. That was the whole thing. It was fun. Yeah, I mean. It's just a, a silly big romp into madness. The last pan, one of the last panel here is like the gorilla throwing the bombs and the dog smoking cigar with Lobo in the sleigh. <laughs> yeah, and all the uh, houses exploding in the background where the bombs are hitting. Yeah, 
<laughs> and then next page, we get these freaky people again. Yep. Back to corn rollers. This is it's a masterpiece. <laughs> and then the very last thing you see is Lobo saying "Merry Christmas, compadres, ho frag and ho" with a middle finger, along and with his dog bulldog doing it with too. The middle paw finger, paw toe. <laughs> yeah, no, I I really did enjoy it. I thought it was fun, and it made me like it's one of those when you kind of like snort laugh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was um, trying. I was. It was fun imagining you reading this as I was reading it, just to see how you would. I kind of know how you would react i think at this point for a lot of stuff so yeah it's like a oh jeez right <laughs> wow there goes an eyeball there goes there's teeth it's it kind of looks like uh, i mean one of the scenes i'm like did a train go running through here <laughs> yeah <laughs> the whole so and during those times i was reading it like i was doing like this oh you know me i'm more like and you were like oh greg's going to hate this part Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. I didn't care. <laughs> I, you know, what? I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna feel guilty for you. You picked the book, I did. <laughs> and, and I don't mean it seriously. Just kind of in jest. No, I was like, you know, if I had picked the book and not realized how bloody and gory it would have been, I would have actually felt bad. But I was like, as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, he picked this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's like if I wanted when I was younger, if I wanted to go on a date and the uh, the person I was going on a date with picked a horror film, I'm like, yeah, sure, hey. <laughs> can't can't complain. <laughs> uh, so how many frags would you give this bad boy? Oh, we're doing by a frag. Okay, uh, I will give this. Normally, I would give this uh, six and a half, but in the Christmas spirits. I'm being extra generous, and I will give this seven and a half frags out of ten. Oh wow, very nice. In all actuality, I would give it seven and a half. I gave it, I downgraded it to six and a half, so I could say that. It really is a seven and a half out of ten. It was fun. It's definitely a Christmas spirit, especially if you like got a bunch of kids that you don't know why you have, and you're like stressing out buying all these Christmas presents for them. Relatable. I would buy this book and have them read it. Don't you do it, Greg? Okay. <laughs> They're just too young for this. Uh, Let them read Stray Dogs instead. <laughs> Here I am worrying about whether the Grinch looks too scary. <laughs> That's uh, He's pretty freaky at some points for a two-year-old. Well, which Grinch? Which Grinch? The original? Yeah, like the Dr. Seuss cartoon. Oh, man. Okay. That's that's like classic. I love it. Oh, yeah. But it he, is. It's just... It's the grin. Yeah. It's that's... usually what catches all kids. That's where you got to hug your kid and hold on to it. Right. Okay. Uh, after that, everything else is funny, and he has the good heart at change at the end. Yeah. Um, don't bother with the Jim Carrey one. It's cute, but it's what the original does it just as fine. Yeah. I thought you meant there was a there's a new one. I think it's a horror film, though, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think I'll give it a seven, a solid, just seven. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, everybody. Uh, we are say no evil. <laughs> for our next book we're going to wrap up the holiday season by reading moon night silent night a one shot from december of 2008 i said that weird 2008 yep um but uh sounded like very blade runner-ish back to 2008, 2008. <laughs> yeah uh mark specter but i don't know anything <laughs> about this i don't think you know anything about this but first no nope. and honestly Moon Knight is another character like Lobo. 
I've never read. Uh, I watched the series. I have an idea about them. But to me, as a kid, when I saw Moon Knight start hitting the stands, I went, oh, real rich guy flying around at night with a a cape and a costume beating up bad guys. Who does that sound like? (laughs) I thought he was a complete Batman ripoff. And even though I was a Marvel person, I still had to acknowledge, in my opinion, it was a ripoff. And I never read it. So this will be my first Moon Knight book. I read the first... I want to say 10 or so issues of this current run with Jed McKay writing it, which I've enjoyed or which I mm-hmm. enjoyed. Uh, so that was my first moon night, but yeah, this will be my second moon night. Cool. And it's a holiday theme. So I don't know if they're going to dial it back or not, but we'll find yeah, out. We'll see. We have to be very holiday ish for the holiday. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I almost feel like we should read something Kitty pride related to our, you know, and Hmm. I thought about this in years past. You realize how aggravating it must have been for all the writers of both DC and Marvel, of which 95% of them are Jewish, to have to write, constantly write Christmas specials <laughs> and never really be able to acknowledge their own holiday. Yeah, I guess so. It had to, it had to be aggravating. I mean, even Stan Lee. Was he Jewish? <laughs> Stan Lieberman. Had no idea. Yeah. No, just about all of I, them. I know, like, um, the oh, the Ditkos and the Kirbys, right? Those, that whole... I can't state for the writers of 2022. Yeah. But you go back to the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, all the great writers were Jewish. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm sure that somebody's going to put in the comments, so I'm going to name one or two that I didn't think of that are not. But And I'm not trying to say one religion pr- pr- you know, produces great writers. It's just that's the way it happened to work right. out. And I think it, all those decades, it had to be very aggravating and, honestly, it's disrespectful to, I want you to write a Christmas special. I mean, how many Christmas albums, how many Christmas songs says, uh, like, Barry Manilow and Barbra Streisand? They're doing it for the money. Well... <laughs> And, and my initial thought was like they probably weren't that sad the art the the writers you're talking about because they're you know making all the sales but I don't know how much money they actually saw you know yeah and how much grief did they get from their families and or uh, religious communities yeah. you know did did they get labeled as a sellout I don't know I mean the things that go on behind doors that we don't realize and you know we we think that. Actors, actresses, celebrities, writers, artists have this wonderful life. I'm sure there's aspects of it that, you know, we don't take into consideration. So I have no idea how I got on this tangent. We're going to read Moon Knight next week, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you guys uh, leave your suggestions uh, on YouTube. And then if you want to actually vote on the suggestions and actually tell us what book we are going to read next or books uh hit us up on our patreon patreon.com slash team ohana where you can find watch alongs decide our podcast directions get the podcast a day early uh and all any other else anything else that we don't have on our youtube i'll dump on there for you guys to see behind the scenes absolutely so for those on the podcast thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate you guys uh those are here on youtube don't forget to click like. Don't forget to make sure you subscribe to the channel and drop a comment down below. We'd love to hear um, suggestions for the books, but at the very least, just say hi because we just want to know that you're there. Is anybody out there? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're not going to, you know, it's a little Pink Floydish. Um, 
click on those notifications and don't forget to share the channel with your friends to let them know that we're here too. Um, Hopefully we'll see you next week at uh, the silent night. But if for some reason your schedule or our schedule or both of our schedules don't meet up, very happy holidays of whichever religion. Yes. Uh, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, best of wishes to you, your family. You're part of our family. Be careful out on those roads. Remember, I'm out there. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just read Lobo. I might be dangerous. <laughs> right. But until we see you in the next video, mahalo. Mahalo.